Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially New Japan Pro Wrestling. Merry birthday to you. Merry birthday. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Guy. Hey, my name is Mr. Guy. Hello, Mr. Guy, and uh, hello to the listeners. Hello, Luke, and I'm excited I, for New Japan Pro Wrestling's birthday, but I'm also excited to get back to kind of our roots a little bit because, you know, this show started with the New Japan Cup. And here yeah. we are covering one, what, three years later, something like that. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to get into it. New Japan Cup's always a good time. And it's nice to be in term- tournament mode as a uh, fan of New Japan. That's always like a good time. Hell yeah. Uh, as soon as you tweeted that out, we started with the New Japan Cup. I was just like, I immediately remembered. Like, if you were to ask me just randomly, who won that New Japan Cup in uh, 2020? I don't know. Oh. But as soon as you wrote that tweet, I was like, evil. <laughs> oh, Fuck yeah. Remember when he killed Yoshihashi? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> just murdered him. <laughs> didn't win the title. Oh, my God. I, I loved it. I know a lot of people didn't, but uh, I don't care. So let's do some professional shit before uh, we move on to the the meat of our podcast. Uh, there's ways people can interact and uh, stuff with us on, yeah, whatever, all that stuff. <laughs> I'm on the Tweety, uh, grumpy, at Grumpy2EB, Mr. Guys, at Rooster Tweets. Collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. Follow us, interact with us. It's, it's a fun time. And if you wanted to send us a written or voice email, you can do that too. NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. If you've got a bit of extra money uh, and you don't mind uh, looking never as fuck, go to our Teespring store and you can do that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that. Got to yeah. do that tongue thing in everybody's ear. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, well, um, excited. You know, like I said before, I'm excited because we're getting back to our roots because not only are we covering New Japan, uh, the New Japan Cup, but we are also – we have a triumphant return today. So we have one of the best voicey emailers of all time. Ian is back, and uh, we'll hear from him a little later. I'm excited for that. We also will have Wrestler Diaries return again this week. So it's going to be awesome, man. We got all kinds of fun stuff to talk about. But, Luke, the big news story, we're burying the lead. We got to talk about this right away because I heard that Fantasy Dream Shot Jr. is back. Is that right? Yes. So, yes, there's uh, there's a bit of uh, construction work going on at our uh, local shopping centre. And one of the things to go was that little arcade place that had Dream Shooter Junior, you know, the child's basketball hoop game that Charity and I like to play. There's two hoops there, but we uh, we combine into one force. We are the Team Bishamon of uh, Dream Shooter Junior. We have the record. And, uh, and you know, when you unplug a game machine and plug it back in, it's like that Seinfeld episode, right? Like, oh, the score's gone. Well, it's in a new spot at the shopping center because there was another empty uh, store there. And it was just like, oh, the score's still on there. Whoop, whoop. So yeah. I, I was very happy with that. And uh, it's in a more of – it's on the end of the shopping center that's always been a bit more public because that's got some of the bigger shops and brands. Okay. And 
So that means they're, they're invite v- inviting in all the big dogs. Like, okay, That's right. here we go. You know, fun. like <laughs> Luke and Charity have issued the challenge. We put this motherfucker in the food cart because we know it's going to make money and it's going to draw the biggest competition in Fantasy Dream Shooter Jr. So I can't wait That's to right. hear the exciting stories of your battles against the local kids. <laughs> 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 so we had, we had a game this morning. Uh, we did all right, you know, just getting back into the groove. And the game, it finishes, and I turn around, and the food court goes wild. And it's like hours <laughs> before lunchtime, and there's no one in there except maybe one old lady having a cup of coffee. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> the food court goes wild. That's tremendous. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yeah, uh, there's also some more news. One of them involves a, a wrestler, but maybe that, that can, that can uh, tie into uh, as we go, go along and talk about the show, uh, especially night one of the New Japan Cup. But, uh, my goodness, uh, it, it, not much other news unless it kind of ties in to the uh, actual shows that we're watching. Uh, Tamashi's got some updates coming up this week. Uh, in the next few days, apparently. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, unless it's not in Melbourne, then fuck them. <laughs> well, not only that, but Ta- Tamashi is now available on New Japan World to watch. So I watched a little bit of it. You know, I watched uh, the night that you went to, kind of the two big matches there. It was hilarious seeing those guys in that tiny ring. You know, they like they like shoot each other into the ropes. It's like three steps, you know, which is... <laughs> It's just really funny, but that's like a typical, it was probably like a 16 footer, which is like the typical ring that you see on the Indies. So I'm sure that was, uh, you know, the local promotions ring and new Japan rented it or something like that, but maybe one day they'll bring the big ring, you know, maybe new Japan needs to use some of its big dick money to be like, um, it can't be too expensive to out, like send at least one ring down. I have it on. I don't know, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Store it then. You got to pay for storage. Uh, and, you know, that's something else uh, that, that Gino would have to worry about. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh man. I can't help but think though, if Gino was uh, in, in charge of uh, making sure the fucking American shows run on time, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have had no 45 minute wait. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, he might have uh, the ADHDs and be running around like a chicken with his head cut off when he's at these shows and all stuff and that stuff. But well, I watched Tamashi, ran like clockwork. I was at those Melbourne, the big, big festival shows. They ran like clockwork. So got to be some, something said there, man. He's got that like uh, hyper, hyper focus, you know. I get that. So, uh, Do you? <laughs> hyper, hyper focus? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Luke. You know what I'm hyper focused on is a sold out Kurgan Hall that is just oh like we are gonna scream the whole night. We're just gonna scream wrestlers' names the whole night. It was even almost better on night two. I I think New Japan Cup are about to talk about so far. These first two nights are fucking awesome, man. I had a blast watching. I'd say out of um I'd say out of both shows, there's probably only one match that uh really oh maybe all right i'm gonna tell fibbies there's two matches that really didn't rock my world one of them because it was not that great and the other one is because i wasn't i'm not into yo or leo rush even though leo <laughs> rush and hiromu's previews i have to admit 
that match is going to be gnarly, and I'll shut yeah. the fuck up. But uh, you know, that's fine. Yeah, but you know, fuck you and every and his need to pee yeah. anyway. Sure. <laughs> All right. So, well, you've just mentioned it. New Japan Cup night one. Corican Hall. The Phantoms of Corican are here. America, uh, Kevin and Chris are there, which is really nice too. So, man, you, uh, Kevin, what Kevin said at the end of uh, the 55th anniversary show, they're back, baby. And yeah. uh, I can't argue with that. So let's get into it. We're starting off with Rio Hawaiiwa and Tamatonga versus Zack Sabre Jr. and Kosai Fujita. Hey, look, we never champs here. He's, he's, he's here for a while. I like seeing my never gold. I'm very happy. And I do I like was, ta- that Tamas. Actually, never. Though. I wish he was like never, though. He's not. <laughs> you see, you know who I'd give Tamar as an opponent? The same person that uh, Finley wrestles in night two, you know? Uh, yeah. You, you want to cement like a never run? Give him a never guy to wrestle and defeat. Like, And I'm like, all right, okay. I can see. All right, thank you. That, yeah. I, I take Makabe at this point. <laughs> Here's how stacked New Japan is. In it. All right. I was going to mention this when we watched the bread match, but like bread is like the only one of those like dad dads that's still around because like it's fucking bread, right? Suzuki's get, getting phased into the dad zone. Ishii's kind of being phased into that too. Man, they're bringing in new talent. They're do- shaking things up. And I don't know. I'm kind of excited. I'm digging it. But they've still gotten, you know, they're not. Ignoring both those men, Ishii's still putting on bangers, and uh, Suzuki <laughs> is a fucking champion right now. So I don't know, man. I like it. Anyway, um, listeners, like hit rewind on your on your little player there and listen to Luke go. I get hyper focused about stuff. <laughs> just let it play again. So <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna write a tweet on, on that and go sound on. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. So yeah. Look, uh, uh, Tama goes for an early gun stunt on Zack Sabre Jr. Actually, is there anyone Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't have, like, awesome chemistry with? Because every time I see someone wrestle against Zack Sabre Jr., immediately I'm like, I want that match. Give me. Give me the match. I want it. <sighs> Fuck, he's one of the best wrestlers in New Japan. And, uh, yeah, is, that's all there is to say about it. Like, uh, Iwa even gets uh, a nice suplex on Zack Sabre Jr. too, which I really liked. But uh, uh, Fujita... He wins because uh, he's been doing his wrist lock training. <laughs> and he puts one on Rio High Iwa for the win as Tamo just watches on the outside. And I'm just like, you weren't taken out, dude. Get in there. That's uh, just a young lion. Fuck him. <laughs> if you can't get out of a double wrist lock, fuck that guy. Man. It's crazy because Kushida must have so much heat with New Japan. They're just letting some young lion do his finisher. It's like what the fuck? Oh, you right. I'm, I'm just waiting for the uh, for the uh, for the night where uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is like, all right, Vegeta, you've mastered that. Here's the hoverboard lock. <laughs> yeah. What's well, the same thing? So anyway, but if, all uh, that midair kind of submission that he does, you know what I mean? What yeah, it'd be. Fu- I think it'd be funny if he taught him how to do the uh, you know cartwheel drop kick. Now we're talking. About that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that was a match that happened. I really – we got to teach Jada some more English. I mean, come on, because it's – come on, Tama. Come on, Tama. The whole match. 
Like, dude, say something else, like for real, or say nothing. That just pound the mat. I get so sick of that. Anyway, I watch the shows with headphones on, so I just can't unhear it. But uh, next yeah. we have the Ass Masters, which is Master Huato, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Ren Narita. Excellent pronunciation. And they are fighting. Uh, House of Torture is or no Shota Umino is on the other uh, team, and they are fighting House of Torture. So. Interesting. We have Ren Narita tagging up here with uh, guys that are not on his uh, strong style team, but that's all right. Commentary doesn't want to stop talking about Show's match from the Juniors Festival. Meanwhile, like Water was in the main event. So anyway, there's a hot shot start in the faces takeover quick, and Taguchi he gets some shit in on Evil by out, but he's like outsmarting him until it's heat on Taguchi, of course, you know. Uh, Taguchi hits a desperation funky weapon that's actually like really stiff on Pimpy. And it's probably just bad timing, but it was like, ow, that looked like it actually hurt. That was awesome. <laughs> but this is a House of Torture match. She knows what's going to happen. Wado powers out of the garage when Dick Toga wraps it around his throat. And uh, we get Wado speed, water power, Wado determination. What a maneuver from Chris Charlton. <laughs> God damn it. What a call, Chris. That was really funny. I wish it was someone other than Watto that uh, said they said that about, but whatever. Then we get a Vend of all on Dick Togo for the win, and Evil gets hit with the Abe spot after the match by Ren Narita, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, Ren might be a face, but he don't give a shit about that timekeeper. He's got tunnel vision for Evil, so like. There's a timekeeper? That's what he's thinking. There's a timekeeper? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just want to kill this guy. What do you mean? Exactly. All right. So next we've got Kenta, Gato, and Fushons versus Yuto, Nakashima, El Desperado, and Minaro Suzuki. And uh, is this the first time we've ever seen the New Japan Strong title in Japan? <laughs> yep. Remember when we remember when Tom Lawler was like, I'm gonna be in the G1, and, and I was saying on the podcast, oh, that's great, that's gonna be a good showcase for the strong champion. He comes to Japan after he loses the strong yeah, he title. Dro- drops it instantly as soon as he got yeah. the mouse for the J1, the G1, they fucking drop. He dropped the title immediately. <laughs> You're right. You don't want to put an extra eyes on your strong. All right, fine. Oh my god. So yeah, this was good. Kenta is also. I know he's got a bit of stubble there, but uh, he's. he's Bit clean shaven there. That's all right. I can I can take that. Suzuki and Kenta are magical, and as I'm watching them together, I remember how magical they are because I remember a G1 match. Well, was it a New Japan Cup? They had a singles match, and Suzuki's like, "I'm gonna kill this guy," and uh, Kenta's just like, "Whatever, bitch. I'm reading the newspaper." <laughs> <laughs> just it wasn't interesting. That. It was great. Yeah, that's great. And their segments in this match are my freaking favorites. They just kick, slap punch the shit out of each other like they hate each other and mwah, love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, they're all the parts I'm interested in. And then Chase wins, Sea Trigger, and, he, of course, he pins uh, Yuto Nakashima. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, welcome back, Chase. Great. But uh, after the match, I get pepped up again because uh, Kenta and Suzuki are, are just, like, bucket each other up. Just young lions are trying to pull them apart and they're just slapping each other right in the freaking face and standing up to, up to yeah. each other so uh i feel like if they're kind of winding down like suzuki as like this big main eventer i feel like 
he's over in America. That'd be a good match. Kenta versus Suzuki for the strong title. I know, you know, kind of cool if they're going to tease that in the future. Uh, I'm in. Give it to me. Hook, me. hook that up to my veins, please. I didn't have time to watch the backstage comments, but I think that was addressed. Like, I think that's like something that's, that's cool. going to happen. Of course, Kenta blew it off, I'm sure. But I, I thought that like that fight at the end was kind of like one quarter shoot a little bit because like Kenta oh, yeah. got he like got stiffed and so he has a goose egg above his eye and he's like fuck you and just starts punching Suzuki and shit and like really going at it and it's like oh I mean they you know they're working but at the same time they're like oh fuck you you're gonna hit me like that I'm gonna hit you right back you know that's <laughs> great I don't care if you're fun. Suzuki, you're getting a receipt, goddammit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was like a little mini Okada Kiyomiya brawl, you know, it was like a little mini version of that. It was great. Maybe the it'll build to a match that's you know like good. But uh, anyway, uh, we next we have Yo, Leo Rush, and Toriyano versus Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, and Shingo Takage. Uh, there's preview stuff from the champ and the challenger here, and it's really, really good. They run the ropes yeah. and it's heaven for me. I am a big fan of re- running the ropes, but you know what I'm not a big fan of is Yano not doing the break, break, break spot anymore. He can do it now. The crowd can cheer. Do the fucking break, break, break spot, Yano. He doesn't do it. He seems he a bit really lost in shuffle a little bit, doesn't he? he? Well, I tell you what, he was really mad at the beginning of this match. Like he kept pointing at Shingo going, hey, you're not king pro wrestling. I am, you know, that kind of thing. And so maybe there's something there. We'll see. I'd like to see that. But uh, anyway, Hiromu in this match <clears throat> decides he's just going to run around the ring and just sell like a fucking maniac for Yo and Rush. And he makes them look amazing. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is so great. Um, but uh, there's no time for the break, break, break spot because this match is way too fast anyway. But uh, it's just a great, really quick preview style tag match uh shingo wins with a backslide on yano which is funny and shingo he's showing that he can maybe counter the ultimate exodus you know which is hanare's uh finisher which i cannot wait to talk about hanare just in general on this episode we got some good hanare stuff this week so uh hell yeah Uh, be it interactions and in the bloody ring too so hell yeah can't wait to talk about it but next we have uh, Kazuchika Okada, Tomoaki Homa, and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Team Bishamon, that's Haruki Goto, and Yoshihashi with Tomohiro Ishii. Now, I'm going to nitpick here just a little bit at the start. It's commentary. Like Kevin tries to paint this picture of uh, Tanahashi and Okada, saying, like, uh, Tanahashi is not used to being a tag partner and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? Motherfucking 90% of New Japan is tags. Get out of here. He kind of like corrects himself. He's like, I know that you would say they are 90% tags, but what I am saying is it was like that. The chemistry with a, with with one tag partner right. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get it. Unless it was Yano because, you know, uh, they've, ref- they've done it before. But Chumpy's reference is just nice. Yeah. Look, uh, there's one spot in this match I don't like, and I'm glad that it didn't. they didn't use it in the tag title match. And I don't like cattle pulse. Uh I know wrestling's fake, but a, a catapult usually just takes me out of it because it just it doesn't. No, I don't like him. And uh, Akara tries one on <laughs> on Yoshihashi, and it looked fucking awful. Other than that, this match is good. I, I like 
I like I like the idea of what they were going for though. Okada doing the slingshot boom sling blade. So I get what they were going for. This match is great fun, especially when like Ishii and Honma yeah! Mr. Guy and I never title flashbacks. And I'm just oh like, oh God. shit. And I know you and I were kind of like hoping that like maybe Honma could pick up a win because like this would be awesome, but he's the only guy that's not in the New Japan Cup. <laughs> so yeah, he's losing. However, Honma and Ishii were fucking awesome. They crushed it. Uh, it's magic whenever they're together. I love it. Just, it's our shit. It's Andy and I shit. Hey, how can you go wrong? But Brain Buster by Ishii and yeah, Honma loses. Good match. Now, I loved it. Loved it. And the crowd now, was going bonkers for Hanma. I mean, bonkers. It was it was similar to when he beat LIJ that one time. Like the react of course they couldn't say anything at that time, but I mean, this crowd was going bonkers. They they man. Han Mania was running wild. Was running wild. So Mr. Guy, I hope you I hope you don't mind this because I just did the uh, Okada Bishamon match. But uh, do you mind if I take ALP Naito and you take Taichi Sonata? Sure. Thank you. Uh, by the way, that's not me uh, previewing listeners that I uh, hated that match. It's not true. I, that match is fucking amazing. So just let me get that out of the way. But uh, <laughs> everyone will probably guess what my emotions are like for that match, and I want Mister, I want the match to be done justice. So that's a that's a Mister Guy match. <laughs> Thank you, dude. <laughs> so yes, uh, El Fantasmo versus Tetsuya Naito is our first uh, New Japan Cup match, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's and man, what a way to fucking start. Dude. This is all right. I want these two to have an off again, on again, off again feud for like the rest of their, both their times in New Japan for as long as possible. Because if this is what they're going to do together, man, hook that shit up to my veins. What is it with Alfin Tasmo and LIJ? Well, Alfin Tasmo and everyone really, but he's great. Shingo he's, stuff, his Naito yeah. stuff. You know, he's he's pulling in like creative, absolute bangers with like Shingo and now Naito who are. To a New Japan's top guys, I love it. I know he's losing, but if this is like the preview of what he's capable of with the heavies, come on, man, push this gentleman. But I feel like maybe he needs. I'll talk about the match in a tick, but I feel like maybe he needed to lose this match because everyone's speculating about who's going to be the leader of Book Club, and if he won, that would kind of muddy the waters a little bit, and that's not the direction they want to go. However, fuck all that story stuff. Let's go into the match. This is Troll City. I love it. Uh, ELP comes out, he sees this little kid, and this little kid's got a uh, LIJ hat, so he takes it off the little kid and he threatens to like, toss it away. And he, he's not, he's an arsehole, but he's not that big an arsehole. If it was an adult, he probably would have tossed that shit. But he puts the hat back on the kid, and it's fine. Everyone's clapping. And, uh, man, this match is amazing. Uh, Naito goes for Rana. El Fantasma just, like, handstands kind of out of it and does the, the – uh, you know, chain kilo pose. Then Naito goes, uh, goes. You know, thinks he, ELP thinks he's going to get dived on, but rather than do chain kilo, Naito lays on the mat and just starts going. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, ELP, <laughs> ELP, I love that. He he sells hurting his hand by chopping the shit out of Naito, which is really cool. I like I like it when they do a bit of that with the with the chop stuff. There's a DDT to the floor. Elfantasmo jumps on Naito from the crowd. 
we can do that stuff now. And the crowd is eating it up and laughing it up. It's like, oh my God, New Japan's back. We can, not only can we go nuts, the wrestlers can actually like be in here and do stuff. This is great. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> There's, and not long after that, fucking El Fantasmo holds up his fingers for a toot sweet to the little kid with the night with the LIJ hat and the LIJ kid runs up and two sweets El Fantasmo. And I'm just like, you can't plan that shit. You can't plan that. That little kid could have been just like, no, fuck you. And it wouldn't work. He does it. Cause why wouldn't you? You're a little kid and El Fantasmo wants to give you two. You're going to do it. And it just fed into the match. It's this nice, funny, amazing little moment. Like that moment was incredible. And it was like timed. Absolutely. Perfect. It was like, I don't know, this thing, this is some magical shit going on in this match right here. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I loved pretty much every single, single second of this bell to bell. Uh, Naito puts his uh, jerk off submission, hold on, you know, when he's like, oh, I can't get it off. Oh, no, I can get it on, but I can't get it off. You know, so uh, <laughs> Chumpy has to undo that. <laughs> Chumpy's also the perfect ref for this. Oh, my God. It, it, uh, ELP tries for a comeback, but Naito does like this spring uh, off the rope, off the top rope DDT. Oh man! Then there's like another one from the top rope, and ELP bumps like a maniac for both DDTs. ELP manages like a, was it like a like a bloody cross, and then a yes lock, and then I joke yeah. wrote on the Tweety. I'd love it if he tried for a Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't call it the yes lock. He calls it the boner lock like we do. Oh, sure. definitely. Oh, definitely. Everyone else might call it the yes lock, but he's he's going he's gonna to do right by his... Uh, hey, Ishimori, can I use your move, the boner lock? <laughs> That's what he sounds like. He sounds like he's stoned all the time. What? Man. Hey, man, can I use the boner lock, dude? All right, there's two enziguris and a top rope runner, then a thunder kiss by El Fantasmo. Oh, and then then what might be, like, one of the most incredible things I see in this whole match, El Fantasmo tries for the Styles Clash. He, he, put, he goes to throw uh, uh, Naito up so he can get his hook his legs. No, DDT, and I'm just like, what the that was so cool. Oh my god, there's a Destino, but El Fantasmo kicks out. But uh, eventually Naito does his trapping pin kind of thing, which who, the name of which I forget, so I apologize for that. One, two, three. Tetsuya Naito wins. Holy shit, that's the start of the New Japan Cup. Whoa! <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. It's not like this is like almost perfect it's like a perfect match or something like that it's amazing if it like just that moment when he two sweets the kid he had just hit a top rope triangle moonsault on naito and then just casually leans over the fucking thing and fucking two sweets a kid it's like and it's the same kid from the beginning it's like oh man this match has so many little cool things uh in it uh for example the way naito took that frankensteiner <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, holy shit, is he dead? And uh, the Styles Clash, you know, the, the CR2 countered into something, into the Styles Clash, into a DDT. That shit was unbelievable. <sighs> I, I really feel like this was 
maybe one of the best matches we've ever covered on the show. I know that's like maybe just recency bias, and but I Hyper Bolt City, but I yeah, yeah, I don't know. It may not be. It's definitely in the top twenty. Like it's this was incredible. So I dude, man, I'm gonna back you up. The, this match fucking ruled, absolute yeah. ruled. It was yeah. like, and and so the next match is also very good. But I kind of wish they were in a different like. I think Naito and ELP should have main evented if if. Great. They did the same exact matches. I just feel like that it would have been a little better. Now, this next match is amazing, but there's this is multifaceted here, folks. So I'm going to do my best because there's a lot going on here. I, I have, you know, the emotion uh, of this. I also have Luke who hates Sonata and, you know, in his emotion that I'm thinking about. And then right in the middle of this match, something crazy happens. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, so what the match is, it's the main event of the first night of the of the New Japan Cup. It's Taichi versus Sonata. Now, you know, I was expecting Taichi to probably lose, and so I wasn't really like, I don't know, it wasn't, I, I wasn't that bummed out that he lost, you know, because he did lose this match. I wasn't mad that Sonata won or anything like that. I'm just kind of, you know. I'm numb to the fact that Taichi's going to lose every match that I care about him in. It's it's kind of good. It's working for him. So, you know, anyway, so, we, we, so here's what kind of starts out the match here. We get just four guys are out with Taichi, and Taka does the whole you already die gimmick. It's fantastic, and I'm just so happy about that, All right? And they start out with some lockups and rope breaks quick running the rope spot where Sonata gets a shot in on Taichi's kicking leg. That's the one he kicks with. And Taichi's kind of like going old school character wise. He is like being a dick and he's just going full heel. And this works like a charm because even the next night, Sonata is super over from this match. Like this match oh, hell him yeah. over. This works so well. It's like tremendous pro wrestling. So, um, you know, there's it, all like he's being a giant dick. Like, for example, he pulls the mats up and hits a DDT on the parquet floor, you know, and then something happens. Um, I'm on Twitter and I'm, you know, taking notes and watching the show as I normally do. And then Hanari tweets at us and it's a little distracting because here's, <laughs> here's what had happened. So Hanari posts this picture of him just like being a complete psychopath. And so like, <laughs> I just, I just, wrote him i quote tweeted and just said calm down (laughs) calm down look at the picture so he he responded thusly don't make me come down there and break all your podcast gear when i eventually win the never open belt you'll oblige to change the cast name to the hanari podcast (laughs) so i made a logo for the new show and it's it's Hanari's face just covering up our logo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he liked it. So that's funny. All right. First of all, that's hilarious. He's being a good sport and he's obviously listened to our show <laughs> and knows that I like to joke about him. And here's how I know. Because you told me. I, I feel like we've said a ton of good shit about him too. But yeah, oh, we do have fun. We're, we're about to say a lot of great shit about him as well. So anyway, uh, you told him too that to his face and you met him. But, but <laughs> the funny thing is, is that he follows the show right after that, right? On Twitter. Then he follows Luke. Doesn't follow me. <laughs> hey, in, in, in Aaron and Ari's offense, didn't he? 
uh, you're tweeting from the main account, not from Drusha yeah. for tweets. So like that. Right. Uh, but uh, I did. I did also retweet that saying, uh, do, it, "Do I need to get podcasters insurance? Is that a thing?" <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just really funny. So that was distracting. That happened right in the middle of this match, right? Oh, and Taichi is just getting, while this is going on, meanwhile, Taichi's just getting heat on Sonata and keeps yelling at him. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. And he's so mean and it's great. And the crowd's like, don't be mean. We like, Taichi, why are you acting this way? And so they're all fired up and there's this giant Sonata fire up where he, he takes Taichi to the outside and does a pile driver on the floor, right? It's like the safest pile driver oh, ever, nice. and I'm not mad about it, but it's awesome. It still look great, and, yeah. And this is where it's starting to become clear that some masterful pro wrestling's going on, just because all, first of all, all the moves in this match look incredible. They're just like, that That part's taken care of. You know, everything else is the great, really, truly great stuff. So Sonata, he gets up after his after the pants come off he like fires up from that and we get a really cool strike exchange i'm really distracted by hanari tweets and stuff at this point but we get crazy near falls galore like there's a there's a uh, gato clutch from taichi that's at 2.9999 kick out you know that's amazing a bridging dangerous suplex for 2.9999 kick out and just four guys can't believe it and those guys on the on the like that's another thing that really worked in this match is those guys on the outside being like what and losing their minds like like Taka like climbed up the ropes at one point start yelling at <laughs> red shoes you know that stuff really like pacing back and forth like yes. oh, oh my shit they they're so they're selling it so <laughs> hard that it's like i mean this like i said this really puts sonata over huge so all that stuff's great um they do strong style strong style reversals and fire ups and all that stuff it's all awesome a skull in from sonata two moon salts and taichi barely gets his shoulder up and you're thinking at this point oh Tai Chi, Tai gonna win this, right? Nope. Yeah. Sonata kicks out after a thrust kick from Tai Chi, and it's definitely three, by the way. But Red Shoe says no, liar. So they slug it out, <laughs> and we're getting we're getting close to 25 minutes in this match, and they're thinking, oh my god, this is getting really great. The crowd is reacting to everything. If Sonata like like Sonata at one point like does the finger pointing thing, and he like goes to two corners because it's so loud, you know. <laughs> so, it's amazing. It's a two-corner match. So Sonata hits Black Mephisto on Tai Chi, and the crowd loses their minds because it's great. This is great, like, within a match storytelling. It's not long-term. This is like a short-term story where at the beginning, Tai Chi is being such a dick that Sonata is allowed to just do his move on him because that's just like, fuck you, dude. I'm getting back at you. And the crowd loved it. It was like, you know, a rising action, falling action, climax. It was boom. And then he oh hits, this, he, and then he hits this move. So it's called, the, <laughs> I'll tell you about it in a minute. So tell me about the match, Luke, uh, by the way, uh, boo Sonata, but tremendous match. What did you think of this? What, what emotional state are you in? And then we got to talk about this move. So. All right. So, I'm really glad that we didn't do this podcast the day after this show and I had a bit of time to be like, think about it and all that kind of stuff. The fucking match is awesome. And Sonata shows some personality. Like, Taichi just brings it out of him. Like, okay, I, I can get behind that. And he pulls out some new shit to win. Or new for Sonata anyway. And I'm like, 
Well, I can't be mad at that, man. Taichi just put this motherfucker over big time with his new fucking finishing move. Look, they're also... One thing, I don't, I don't know all the history of New Japan and all the history of all the wrestlers and who, who's friends with who from years ago and all that kind of stuff. So the commentators kind of mentioned that Taichi and Sonata kind of have a, a past they should be tag team or something like that. I don't, I don't know all, all of this stuff. I'm not an expert. I just... I just do a fan podcast, you know, not an analytical one, right? And <clears throat> that kind of gets me thinking, like, just four guys are a little light. And I, no offense to Taka, Doki, or Kanemaru, but they're mostly a light junior heavyweight team, right? So they need, need a bit of heavy stuff. There's also Tai Chi saying that he thinks LIJ's holding Sonata back. Is there more to this? I don't know. Would I be mad if Sonata joined them? Maybe at first, but if I would get the Sonata that I had tonight, like this night and the next night, where he's got this bit of a personality and a bit more spring in his step, I can't. I'm not gonna lie. I can get behind that. I don't know. Uh-oh. I'm not gonna. Uh-oh. I'm not gonna hate. I'm not gonna hate someone forever. Like I, I, I can't. Like it'd be, it'd be stupid. Like it'd be just dumb, especially when they're. Yeah, but my initial reaction: Fuck you, Sonata. Go get a fucking job. <laughs> hey man. And is there still an like... element of that? Hell yes, <laughs> because the winner of this match faces Kenta, and I was excited because I'm like, if Taichi wins this, we're gonna get another kick first with Kenta, and I don't want this match. And I'm not getting it. So fuck you, Sonata, for that. <laughs> but I'm well, amazing. Luke. It's just like, how can I be mad when like, all right, just four guys are losing, but look at the losses they've had. They're fucking epic. They're like their losses, what? even though they might be seen as like this, I don't know, loser team. The matches they're losing make the other guys look like a bit right. Yeah, that's why, that's why they're valuable. That's why that's why Kanemaru's had a job in New Japan forever. You know, that's why a lot of these yeah. guys have jobs because they're, you know, the New Japan doesn't have like job guys, you know, specifically, but they have enhancement talent, and most of their talent is enhancement talent. You know, and that's kind of the thing is that all these guys can do that. And that's what real pro wrestling is. So in my opinion, but uh, I, I don't know, man, I thought this was an, an unbelievable show. But I got to tell you real yep. quick about this move. So, <laughs> so, so Sonata hits this move. Right. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what that is. I've seen that a million times. And I, I don't I don't really want to say names, but one I have to say, because it's like it's just. <laughs> ones but there is a a local wrestler from Dayton that invented that move and he has been canceled and it is like oh man what a fuck I always knew he was a piece of shit and when he got canceled I was like yes I was like really high five (laughs) and one because that dude fucking deserved it I mean he is one of the worst people I've ever met anyway he invented the move all right and uh it was stolen by uh, like somebody on WWE was watching it, and that was the Velveteen Dream who stole that move. So the it, basically it's like a spinning driver type move, but it it like it's like a spinning DDT driver. But you the way you set it up is wrap your arm around them in a certain position. It looks super fucking cool. So like usually I'm just saying like only canceled wrestlers use that move. So maybe like maybe Sonata's going to like bring honor to that move, but I think it's fucking cursed, dude. So don't, don't do it. It's a good move for him too, because it's something he can transition to from skull end to, to doing that move. So uh, I don't, 
I reckon I reckon Sonata and I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Fuck you, Andy. I reckon Sonata's gonna take the stank off it. I hope so. I hope so. But because it's a super cool move. It looks amazing, but man, it's just like you know, that dude uh, that would like kind of he like kind of ran the local promotion I used to go to. So as you can imagine, he won a lot of matches. So I saw it that a lot of times. He called it the square and compass, which is a pretty cool name. So, but Sonata has yet to come up with a name uh, for it, and he says he may go to social media for inspiration, <laughs> aka let his fans do the work for him. So. I like uh, I like that. Uh, this is a minor note for the next night, I guess, but I like how Chris said, uh, and don't call it Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> yeah, that was I, a good one. I just thought, like, you just call it Cold Skull. Done. Bing, bang, boom. Move on. Um, well, one more thing about that match, though, that was pretty cool, and this also puts Sonata over, is that Taichi is, like, fucking sad, man. And Just Four Guys are really sad. <laughs> so upset. And, and Sonata's like, you know what? Here, I'll give you the mic. I'll just leave like that. <laughs> Taichi just dropped the mic. He was, like, I'm about to talk, but he was too sad. <laughs> so, so those guys sold to the fucking back. You know, you love it. I love it. It was great. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a, there's our first two matches. I think, oh, my God. Don't, <clears throat> I mean, I, I do like the ELP Naito one more. As as we both said, it's like, that's got to be up there for us. Uh, but Taichi Sonata, another great, great match, too. Can't, can't really fault them. And, They're uh, like friends right. too. They've they've kind of become friends throughout the rivalry. So I kind of forgot about mm-hmm. all that during the match. I just was just like, oh, just in the moment. And then Henry yeah. was tweeting at us. So <laughs> anyway, well, Luke, are you ready for a triumphant return? I am, because uh, Mr. Ian, he's bringing his uh, smooth talking, dulcet librarian tones. Back to the podcast. Hey, I like his voice. Hi, Luke and Andy. Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, it's it's just great. It's pretty good. And, you know, and he, he brings a bit of professionalism because uh, he's got this nice, smooth, professional voice, and I just sound like an uncouth Aussie wanker. So, you know. <laughs> and I, I just back. sound like a Yankee doodle. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite, like, term for an American, a Yankee doodle. What a tremendous nickname. <laughs> it's just like, man, that, that's, that means piece of shit. That's what that means. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> anyway. Well, Luke, yes. yes. Uh, just going to say that uh, Mr. Ian... He sent us a, a tweet about a week or two ago. I can't remember exactly when. doesn't matter. You guys mind if I review some Ring of Honor? And I'm like, yeah, man. I'll miss your voice. Do it. So we did. And uh, here it is. Hi, Luke and Andy. This is Ian. I've just woken up from a seven-month nap, so it's time for my New Japan Strong review. Wait, it's gone? Really? Where am I going to go for studio-based American wrestling with occasional New Japan title defences? No, not Impact. Guess I'm watching Ring of Honor instead. The first new episode of Ring of Honor TV under the Tony Khan regime took place this Thursday and was overall a very solid show. I was a bit worried that they were using the same studio set that they used for AEW Dark, but it turned out that if you actually care, it's a pretty good place to shoot. Who knew? 
First up, Mark Briscoe faced Slim J. Mark Briscoe would have been in the first ever ROH match, but he was too young to be allowed to wrestle. Slim J manages to look like he's 15 years old and 65 at the same time. The result is more competitive than a squash, and Slim J displays some really solid work in the match, but the intention is to give continuity. This is still ROH, so here's one of the first guys you ever saw in ROH beating up a really old child. Fun match, if super predictable. Following this, we have Tony Deppen being interviewed and reading off a piece of paper and saying he's going to beat Samoa Joe. I love Tony Deppen, but the only way he's beating Joe is if Joe's in both a coma and another country. Next up, the infantry face the kingdom. The infantry are bottom-tier AEW occasionals who can wrestle, but don't have much character beyond being military veterans. On the other hand, the Kingdom have Matt Taven, so no one's going into this match at 100%. This is actually a smooth and solid tag match. The infantry need more time in the oven, but they're a pretty good fit for Ring of Honor. However, it was the guys with the double-team finisher who win, as expected. And up next, rejoice, cretins! Zack Sabre Jr. is here to save you from mediocrity. He does an off-the-cuff promo which is better than 90% of the promos you'll ever hear, and then Blake Christian does a decent response while looking a bit like Bobby Beamer from Gross Point Blank, and we're off to the races with an IWGP TV title match. You will be shocked to hear that a match between ZSJ and a gifted junior heavyweight was really, really good. Blake Christian holds his own on the ground, then hits his stride in the air. Zack takes time out of the match to talk trash about Brian Danielson. Towards the end of the match, Blake Christian hits one of the most beautiful brainbusters I've ever seen. Inevitably, Zack wins. He's not going to drop the title on another company's show, but Blake was so good that for just a second I thought he might have it. Following this, Smart Mark Sterling offers Konosuke Takeshita money to forfeit his match with Josh Woods. Takeshita takes the contract, tears it up, and politely hands it back. Unbelievably simple stuff, but Takeshita has wild physical charisma. Christopher Daniels continues his role as the living memory of Ring of Honor, with a promo that brings company history right up to date. Unfortunately, he goes out after this and has a bang-average match with Rohit Raju that really didn't engage the crowd much at all. They can't all be winners, but Daniels is starting to wrestle like his age, and frankly, Rohit Raju hasn't shown me anything special yet. Continuing the pattern of the show, we get an interview segment next. Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams try to stake their claim, and Aussie Open come in and remind everyone how great they are. Rettitis continues to look like Wish.com Adam Cole, but he can talk and wrestle. Following this, Takeshita faces Josh Woods, and the crowd absolutely lose their minds for Takeshita, which is honestly the appropriate reaction. This is also the match where I start to really see the worth of Josh Woods. He's talented, he's agile, and if allowed to work a tough technical style, he's very, very watchable. And... Facing up against Takeshita, he ups his game. This match is beautifully back and forth, including things I never thought I'd see from Woods, like a flying knee off the ropes. There's only one way this could end, but Takeshita looks like a superstar out there, and brought Woods up with him. Strap some gold to him, now. 
any title. I don't care. Give him either of Joe's belts, give him both of Joe's belts, or Orange Cassidy's belt, or just pull the trigger and give him the ROH world title. He is good enough. The Ring of Honor show is a land of minor miracles, and the next miracle we get is in the form of Claudio Castagnoli cutting an excellent promo. His English-language stuff has improved by miles since the Four Ropes debacle, but it's when he switches to German that he sounds like an absolute murderer. Following this, we get The Embassy, Brian Cage and two huge guys, versus three guys who seem to have been hanging around in catering. I'd give you their names, but the match would be over by the time I did. Dominant display, but The Embassy of a six-man tag champs. Give them a trio to face. Following this, we get a sizzle reel for Metallique, the former Mascara Dorada. It's a good build, but then he starts off already in the ring as Ari Davari comes out. In any case, this is a perfect example of the sort of match you could show someone who's never watched wrestling before, and they get all of it instantly. Metallique is talented, noble, and overconfident. Davari is sneaky, dishonest, and good enough that he could make this a fair fight if he wanted to. He just doesn't want to. Both guys look good, but clearly they're building Davari for something as he ends up with his arms raised. Up next, AR Fox is interviewed backstage about his upcoming ROH title match, and I have to say, as a promo guy, he's a really good wrestler. Just great at wrestling, yes sir. Eight matches in, and we finally get a women's match, which is both in keeping with this being a Ring of Honor show, and in keeping with this being a Tony Khan show. The Renegades, former NWA women's tag champions, face off against Madison Rain and Sky Blue. Madison Rain had her first match in Ring of Honor 15 years ago, and Sky Blue has been wrestling for about 15 minutes, which makes them a bit of an uneven team. That might be unfair on Sky, who has enough of a grasp of the fundamentals that she's starting to be held back by the gimmick of untested rookie. I'm not saying she needs a heel turn or anything, but as long as she's just happy to be here, then here is the only place she'll be. The Renegades, on the other hand, have a fun and energetic gimmick and were the best part of the match. Personally, I'd have put them over, but I'm sure their time will come. Following this, we get our first in-ring interview of the night, as Ian Riccoboni brings out Wheeler Utah. Speaking of people who've moved on with their rookie gimmick, I think that Utes is finally starting to get it out of the ring as well as in. He cuts a good, aggressive promo. He's also getting a couple of flecks of silver in his hair, and that really works for him. He issues an open challenge, which is answered by Timothy Thatcher, who is physically from California and spiritually from the car park next to the snake pit in Wigan. If they're trying to sell me on a hell of a match, giving me Utah against a grapplefuck guy like Thatcher is a hell of a way to do it. Next up, we get two of my favourite women on the American Indies. Willow Nightingale faces Lady Frost. The highlight of the entrances was Caprice Coleman rapping over Willow's music, and that set the tone for a super fun match. Willow was an expert at playing the crowd, she nearly talked Lady Frost into a dance-off, and they land twin super kicks on each other. Obviously, Willow wins handily, but Lady Frost did enough to get invited back, I think. Post-match, Ian Riccoboni interviews Willow, who is adorable. She makes a case for being a major player in the women's division, and in the process summons ROH women's champion Athena. And yes please, I would like this match please, now if possible. And finally, as we crest towards the two-hour mark, we get our main event. AR Fox versus Claudio Castagnoli. Now, I'll start by saying that 
not a soul alive on planet Earth thought that Fox was winning this one. There's a pay-per-view coming up, and while A.F. Fox is good, he doesn't really have a winning record on TV. What he does have is a record for having wild and entertaining matches on TV, and this is no exception. Strangely, it's in this match that I think I fully align to what Tony Khan's ROH is trying to do. It can't just be a continuity ROH, and it would be a shame if it was just AEW's third show. Instead, it feels like Tony Khan is trying to build now what Gabe Sapolsky was trying to build in 2002, only with considerably less dodgy people involved. This version of ROH feels like the top of the indies, a place to go for high work rate matches with stories in service of the matches rather than the other way around. It's also exceptionally physical, as this match showed. Fox is traditionally a high flyer, but he was putting up a hell of a ground game and matching Claudio with strikes and submissions. Obviously, he doesn't win, but this was a calling card of a match. And post-match, we get something that's been in the works for quite a while. Eddie Kingston and Claudio Castagnoli have been beating the crap out of each other for the last 18 years, in every company from IWA to Chikara to Ring of Honor. But they haven't faced each other at all since Claudio came to AEW. In storyline, this is out of respect for their mutual friendship with John Moxley, but behind the scenes I think Tony's been saving this one. He wanted this match for his first Ring of Honor show that had a TV build, and if played right, this could be incredible. This wasn't quite the old ROH. For one thing, the cameras were decent, the mics worked, there weren't any technical gaffes. At the same time, it wasn't the ROH on AEW that we saw more than enough of over the last year. It was two hours of its own thing, and I think that's going to be enough. Thanks, guys, and until next time, keep it honourable. Man, it was good hearing Mr. Ian's voice again. And uh, one of the the nice things is, like, I was just like, oh, man, I want to see that Blake Christian, Zack Sabre Jr. match, and I already pay enough money to wrestling. Oh, wait, New Japan World's got my back, because, boom, it's right there, and it's freaking awesome and uh yeah uh part of me is now going like oh man i kind of want to i kind of want to see that pay-per-view now especially if it's going to be like eddie kingston versus claudio castagnoli i'm like what the fuck holy shit yeah that's a that's i watched the i watched the match i mean like ian's right most of the time with all everything he has to say as far as from my point of view i i respect his opinions and stuff i just they i don't know i i just didn't really like i watched the match it's a very good match but it's studio wrestling it's weird you know i'm such a fucking picky asshole though so (laughs) you know i am so don't listen to me but i just i don't know it just kind of felt sterile to me although zach saber jr in there with blake christian that was fantastic i just man blake christian's so good he just needs to figure out a way to quit being generic He's so generic, just, and that's the problem, man. He's so good yeah. at wrestling, though. I just remember you saying to me last week, uh, "Man, you're a glass half filled grumpy motherfucker, aren't you?" And then, I, and then I proceed to bloody go off on how much I loved watching the All Star Junior thing, and you're like, "Eh, it was alright." <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I had fun with it, but I wasn't like the greatest thing ever. And I just what. 
like the, what are the stand the what's the standout match from that show you know you don't even remember do you so it's the Taguchi match come on man <laughs> right that's the Taguchi match so. <laughs> i know maybe there wasn't like this one match that i'll be like holy shit i need to go back that to see that for all time but i liked it for what it was a celebration of juniors it's fine yeah. but yeah uh, are you ready i am boom boom all right because New Japan Pro Wrestling is 51. What? what? Merry birthday. It's also, it's also the New Japan Cup Night 2. And uh, we are at the Ota City General Gymnasium. As bright yes. and colourful and wild as Japan can, can and is, what's the fucking deal with their naming for shit? Like, get out of here. You can name something better than that. Uh, it's a it's a perfectoral gymnasium too. You forgot that part, but yes. Yeah. And this is the one that that we always see that has the cool. They didn't have it lit up very well, which means maybe they didn't sell a lot of tickets or something. I don't know. It felt like there's a lot of people there, but they they like usually they have that place lit up and you can see the cool like bleachers. They have this like cool like kind of pattern on the wall with these like lines from the bleachers, and they're usually pretty cool, but we couldn't see it this time. It's bullshit. Yeah, well, it would have probably would have looked worse if it was an American show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 do this. We start off with Kosai Vegeta and Zack Saber Jr. versus Kenta and El Fantasmo. And now that I'm not going to get Jay White and Kenta tags anymore, I'm so happy I still get El Fantasmo and Kenta. Ah, thank you. And Zack Sabre Jr. works his magic again because I'm like, I want Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr., please. I want Kenta versus El Fantasmo, please. Give me that. <laughs> See, it just I, – I pretty much, like, Zack Sabre Jr. locks horns with someone and, like, two seconds later, give me. I want. I want. Give me. I'm, I'm an easy man. This is great, and it's like Vegeta's getting a bit cocky because he's in Team DK, and Zack Sabre Jr.'s teaching him shit, and he's racking up wins against his other young lions. So he, he feels like, like, man, maybe this can transfer to the uh, the heavies because he gets a, a nice little like uh, underhook suplexy thingy on to Kenta, and they they roll around for a bit, and then like Vegeta's like, you know what? I'm gonna try and put a wrist lock on on Kenta, and Kenta's like. <laughs> Bitch, are you going to try and get a fucking wrist lock on me? Fucking game over, you little shit. <laughs> that was so funny. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, you've been taught the move, but, you know, I, I've been doing this for longer than you've been alive. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I love that finish, though. It's like uh, the the cocky Vegeta's like, oh, maybe I can wrist lock Kenta. Uh, Kenta's like, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of saw that coming. You know, but uh, we we got kind of a little bit of a never exchange in uh, this match between Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr. And that's like, hmm, kind of want to watch that match, you know? So that's pretty yeah. cool. <clears throat> There's definitely some, like, old school, like, preview matches. Like, you know, uh, like all these tags have some preview factor to some extent. So next we have um, Aussie Open returning to Japan. Awesome. With Will Ospreay versus Toriyanu. Mr. Bread, Satoshi Kojima, and Tamatanga, the never openweight title holder. <clears throat> so, Duckzilla, oh man, so there's this really funny part. 
And it's like the match is just getting going, and Dunkzilla, he's like trying to do something with Yano, and he thinks Yano's gonna like go with him, but he doesn't. So poor Dunkzilla just falls down. And it's like, oh. And then he disrespects the sponsor by like kicking the fucking pad. And they, there's all this bullshit with the with the turnbuckle, and Will Ospreay drop kicks it like into the crowd and gets booed. So that was great. Tom Tonga gets a he gets a really big fire up, and Aussie opens like, okay. Here we go. We're going to do what we do. And they just go flying all over the place, bumping up, up against everything and just bouncing all over the place like crazy people. It's awesome. Bread, Mr. Bread, he fucking Irish whips uh, uh, Kyle Fletcher into the corner with this exposed. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Bread. So he gets to do his whole spiel. He does a really extra long like machine gun chop and the crowd is all they're fired up here we go it's been forever we're gonna do it and he's like i'm coming for you bastard and the whole crowd yells that's great he hits the elbow love that but uh united empire working together very well as usual we haven't seen this in a little bit and it's really fun to watch this is like one of those matches where moves come out of nowhere guys come flying out of nowhere to hit strikes that look like they killed people and stuff so <laughs> Oh, but uh, Aussie Open, they are undeniable, man. They team up on Mr. Bread, but Koji Cutters for both of them. <laughs> I know. That was great. Kojima's going to put him over, but he's going to get his shit in first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, he, he kind of, he got lots of his shit in on Aussie Open. It was good. But ass- yeah. assisted super cutter gets Kyle Fletcher too. And then the Coriolis on Mr. Bread. <laughs> Fletcher pins Bread. That match is amazing. I love that. Yep. Totally, totally okay with it. And it's also like a matter of like everyone's in this tournament except Brett. So, you know, there's yeah. going to be a bit of that. But who cares? The match was a lot of fun. And I got to see Breadman in action. Awesome. Dunkzilla is going to wrestle Yano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, if Dunkzilla, if Dunkzilla beats Yano, he'll have to fight the Billy Goat. So something tells me that uh, he's got a punch in the nuts coming his way. But you never know with the New Japan Cup. So, uh, never know. So let's let's go to our next match. It is strong style, which is El Desperado, uh, Ren Narita, and Minaro Suzuki versus the House of Torture, uh, minus Yajiro because he's got a match later. That sucks, Stank Nuggets. And sorry. <laughs> so we got Evil, Dick Togo, and Sho Tanaka. So here we go. It's fun. It's a House of Torture strong style match. I know we've kind of seen these guys before, I'm, I'm, uh, but the purpose of this, these, even though I'm ready for them to see other people, it's fine. But, you know, we've got a Render Reader Evil match coming up, so uh, I'm really looking forward to that. And strong style, man, they seem like they're pretty over already. Everyone's loving the team of Suzuki, Render Reader, and El Desperado, and to be perfectly honest, me too. Face Suzuki is fun. He doesn't do all that much different, except... He no longer randomly gets chairs out for no reason, and he doesn't necessarily kick young lions in the face anymore. Oh. Apart from that, yeah, I kind of miss that too. But um, maybe there'll be something like that if he when he, when he loses a tree or something like that. Just, <laughs> I like when he tried to drag Suzuki, the, He liked to try to drag the 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 chair from the crowd in. It's not a folding chair. <laughs> he would always grab one of those and try to bring it in the ring. And Red Shoes is like, no, you cannot. Do that. Get out of here with that chair. Get one of the other ones. Hey, you can't do that either. <laughs> no, it's not it's, it's at all. An... No. <laughs> There's a pinche logo on Dick Togo, of course. 
And then, uh, but uh, the thing here is at the end of the match, Evil just uh, grabs a chair and he just goes after Narita with it because, uh, man, Narita's going to be hard to beat. So he's just like, I'm going to soften this son of a bitch up before our match. Like, like, boom, there we go. Man, that chair neck was the worst chair neck of all time. It was so bad. Oh, usually that is like, a, their bodies are positioned a whole different way so they just weren't lined up and it just did not work so that was like oh but i get it i get the storytelling but you know what makes me happy luke it's when great Khan is happy and oh my god i don't know if i've ever seen him happier except for this next match great Khan and jeff cobb also known as Ocon on the Cobb and friend of the podcast. So many ways he can like our tweets. Aaron Hanari versus <laughs> versus Lij podcasting equipment versus Lij Heavy, Shingo, Naito, and Sonata. That's Lij Heavy. So uh, speaking of uh, Hanari, so we did get tweeted. Hanari tweeted at us again just in the past couple minutes, and uh, I posted that picture you know, uh, of um, his face covering our logo again in response to local promoter Justin Dorch of OWA fame, who's a tremendous gentleman. And uh, he basically told us a little story about the sunglasses that are from that photo shoot. Aaron Hanare says, funny story. I lost my glasses on the way to the tour bus that day. So I had to buy $8 sunglasses for, from the convenience store across the road before the shoot. And uh, I responded by saying cheap sunglasses are the most badass sunglasses. And he's responded again. And he says he's had, it says have had and have lost 13 pairs since that day, including Great O'Conn's pair, Osprey's pair, and Jeff's pair. He means Jeff. <laughs> so we're just, we're just Twitter buddies with an R and I'll stop doing that, but that was pretty fun. So anyway, this match is awesome. Great Okan's got his boy back. He's like pointing at him, like, you, you're back. I love it. So he's so happy. Hanari's fucking pissed and he wants Shingo. So that's kind of one of the big story things that's going on in this match. So it's a brawl and Great Okan, he cheers for Cobb as he slowly does the rolling gut wrench suplexes. He's like on the apron, just cheering him on, getting the crowd to go, oh, it's so funny. He's just never been happier. But uh, he and Naito wrestle, and it's a little rough. You know, it's not quite great, but it's wrestling. And Sonata is super over when he tags in, thanks to his match versus Tai Chi. Like, the crowd is losing their mind. He goes to two, like, he does both, like, sides of the corner with the ear point. He's, like, fucking, he loves it. It's great. It's nice to see him move his face and have a personality. It's crazy. So, anyway, uh, but... Both teams save their respective teammates like right on time. There's like a bunch of really cool timing kickout spots that are awesome. It really rules. There's a pumping bomber, but Hanari, he doesn't go down. He just stands there he and he's like, out of the way as well. And he's just like, no, I'm going to eat this. He like absorbed it. Right. And then like another one without running, Shingo hits him and he goes down to one knee, but then gut punch out of nowhere, huge roundhouse kick from Hanari. And then like, so Shingo hits the ropes to do another, or he gets shot into the ropes or something. He's coming back from the ropes and here comes the Cobb in there, like fast as a cat 
walks in, hits the fucking tour of the islands on Shingo, walks to one <laughs> side, pick, picks up Naito, throws him across the ring with the strip with the uh, spin cycle, and then there's a fucking PK from Hanari. Boom, 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 boom. Streets of Rage. Hanari pins Shingo. The match was incredible. <laughs> it was so great. And Hanari was a big part of that. Yeah. Look, my my notes, uh, like I see this match, and I'm like, all right, so we got Bred, Yano, Tama, Billy Goat, Nozzy Open. All right, Bred's not in the tournament. He's losing. I see this match. I'm like, who loses this? And then my second note is, it better not be Hanaro. Because, you know, that's like usually what happens, right? Yeah. And instead they, they go completely the other way with it. He gets the win. I'm like, yeah, do something with this man. He's hungry for it. Let, it, let him show it. So, yeah, <clears throat> awesome match. Surprise ending. Like that... <clears throat> How do you do a tour of the islands out of nowhere? Well, <laughs> that there, boom, out of nowhere. And he's like, but that's like a move that you have to kind of spin around. Do like, nah, he did it. Then spin cycle on night. I was like, this is nuts. And yeah, so Hanare also has one of the toughest parts of the bracket. I know we're not bracketology guys. That's not us. There's heaps of places you can go for that kind of analysis. But just in terms of like difficulty, Aaron Hanare has to beat the king of pro wrestling again. And then if he wins that, guess what? Guess who he has to beat? The never open champion, Tamatonga. Oh, see. And I hope he beats him and then gets a title shot. That'd be cool. So uh, we're one step closer to having the uh, Never Hanare podcast. Uh, if, uh, <laughs> if they pull the trigger. Out. And hey, look, I've seen Yano versus Shingo before. I'm for the king of pro wrestling. I'm sure it'll be great again. But if he, if uh, Aaron Hanari beats Shingo, then loses to Tama, I'm not going to be mad at Aaron Hanari, Shingo, Takagi, king of pro wrestling match. I think that'd be pretty cool. But if the amazing happens and it's the new Japan cup, it could happen. If he manages to beat Shingo and Tama, I know what title I'd choose. No offense to you, Shingo, but, you know, the Nevergold's my favorite. So that's the one I'd choose. But uh, it's up to him. But, yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, and maybe they gave him the win here because he might be losing later. I don't know. But, well, you know, you never yeah, know. Yeah, and, and Cobb still got to look awesome. Greater Khan got to do his announcement to a cheering crowd after the match. And he's like, this is us. We're the we're the fucking boys and we're winning. He is so happy it was great he's so happy because for like almost a year he was the only united empire wrestler yeah i reckon he lost dates too because he's just like well there's no one to team you with except young lions and maybe jeff Cobb or something it was it was yeah. COVID. It, it is what it is so now that he's like i'm in japan crowds are back everyone can go nuts and all my boys are here you're damn right he's happy and with good cause all right so next we've got uh Leo Rush and Yo versus Bushi and Hiromu. And uh, you can bet that uh, I fantasy dream booked Bushi double stacking both men and pinning them <laughs> and doing but, the Bushi Rooney. Yeah, you guys do the Bushi Rooney on top of But I'll tell you what, I remember when, all right, Hiromu beats, beats Yo, retains the title, Leo Rush comes out. And I'm like, oh man, I don't care about this at all. I do now. I want to yeah. see it. So, you know, I feel like I feel like we're pretty decent at that. You know, we got opinions on guys, but you know, when they do some cool shit and start starts working, you know, you get excited. All right, I'm invested now. I want to see it. 
because son of a bitch, I want to see Yo versus Hiromu. It's like this match. I feel like it's either going to be like it's going to be one of those matches like you know when someone runs in a cartoon and you just see the blur like of where they were. I feel like that's going to be that match. These guys are just going to just be all over the place, high flying, fast paced, great slams, great chemistry. I think it's going to fucking crush. Uh, so, you know, Luke, shut the fuck up. This match is actually going to be awesome. All right, so get over your shit. <laughs> but uh, you kind of know where this match is going to go. This is a great match, by the way. You kind of know where it's going to go, though, because uh, New Japan, for some reason, are really hot on Yo. And, yeah, Bushi's in the match. And, you know, but at least it's Yo, uh, not Yo, uh, Leo Rush that gets the pin on, uh, on Bushi. Really cool match. And, man... There's something really cool about wrestling when I see something, I'm just like, I don't want that. And then not long later, I'm like, all right, give it to me. I want it. Well, cool. How much of that is them doing a good job? And then how much of is it of a system just being like, well, this is what you're getting? You know, and just being like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I guess in some cases it would be different. But that, that was a very good juniors tag match. I mean, just nothing wrong with that one. But there is something wrong with this next one. So uh, we have <laughs> Yujiro Takahashi. This is, by the way, a first-round New Japan Cup match. It's Yujiro Takahashi with Peter versus Shota Umino. Babies love him. And Peter's here. I'm all fired up. That's awesome. Chumpy's here. Coincidence? Oh. So anyway, that's <laughs> that's, that's how bored I was with this match, trying to read into the, the something. But uh so Shota uh, Umino, he tacks before the bell, hitting one of his drop kicks. It's cool. And, uh, you know, but he leaves his entrance pants on and Yujiro like takes over like at one point and like takes them off and starts whipping them with the pants, which is pretty funny. And then huge, huge, he gets uh, a bunch of heat stuff in for a little bit. It's really boring. And Shota comes back and we see one of the worst tornado DDTs I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what happened. It was just I'm not, maybe that is hyperbole, but I don't think so. I think that was one of the worst tornado DDTs like oh, ever in New Japan. That was pretty bad. Here's a point, here's a point I want to make, <laughs> Mr. Guy. In the next match, yeah. you've got a, a guy doing something new, showcasing the new things he can do, and he's got a wrestler that can help him back that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Yujiro's not that dude. Well, I'm watching this, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, Man, we gotta get rid of this guy. This guy, he's he talk about someone who needs to be moved to dad status. Pimpy, get him. <laughs> he needs to be. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, but Shota Umino, his next match will be against Status Joe. So there you go. That's gonna yeah, be a it'll good be awesome. But anyway, that's yeah. he's not getting hurt. You know, I'm just saying this. <laughs> is, so you know, okay. So Show's in control. He's about to win, and Show appears, and he's like, "Oh, I got this wrench." And like, I think like Shota grabs his arm, and Chris Charles like, "That's his wrench in hand," or something like that. <laughs> I always like that joke. That makes me laugh. So uh, Shota blocks a low blow from Yujiro, but he eats an Olympic slam and a pimp juice. Oh no, he's gonna lose. Oh, he kicks right out. Pimp juice is trash. And Shota uh, he hits a pop up European uppercut, but Yujiro goes up so heavy, meaning he does not get off his feet at all, that Shota has to, like, slide one leg out and go down to a knee to avoid just missing him completely with his uppercut. <laughs> it's terrible. It's 
poor, poor Shota. So anyway, there's another show distraction, literally the same spot. But this time, he gets the low blow. Then Pimp came. But Shota, he, <laughs> he like, he dis I don't know what this says. He dishes it out and takes both he takes out both guys. So we get a Death Rider on show, a Death Rider on huge huge, and show to wins fairly easily. You know, I don't know. I, I just time for you, Giroud, to kind of hang it up or something. I mean, I maybe every time they try to do something with him, even when they put him with Okada, it was not good. So <laughs> if you if Okada it's like Akata can make 99% of wrestlers look like a million dollars. You is that 1%. You know? Yeah. 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 It, it is what it is. Right. But. It used to be awesome. It's been a long time, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has been a long time. But, uh, all right. You know, not every match is going to be for us. So, uh, but the, thankfully, uh, I don't know. I don't know your full opinion of this match yet. I know we had a couple of uh, messages back and forth this morning, but uh, we have uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus David Finley. So uh, <clears throat> Ishii walks out. Uh, I think he walks a second, but uh, I can't remember. But yeah, David Finley walks walks out. New music, new look, new hair, dyed beard. He's got Bullet Club on his back. And just when you think, all right, it's confirmed, he's in Bullet Club. No, no, they go one step higher than that. Gato walks out with him. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I lost my mind. I was like, fuck, all right, that's really cool. And it also ties into New Japan's past because of this huge kind of feud or rivalry that David Finley and Jay White had. This is like a big heel fuck you to Jay White. And that's cool. Like, it's that's and that's very bullet club right and then i see a take on the thing going man i wish they'd uh i wish they'd done this uh gato finley reveal i wish it was a bigger deal and i'm watching it thinking like motherfucker this is a free show on the 51st anniversary in new japan this is going to get eyes on it what are you talking about get out of here (laughs) i'm not going to say you tweeted that they don't know who they are. They're probably not listening anyway. I don't give a shit. But that was that was like a shit take. Pete, I saw a couple other takes. So I'm just like, really? You're not into this? Oh, David Finley should be a rebel. And rebels don't fucking... Motherfucker. He's probably going to be... He's a rebel. He's probably going to be a leader of a group of what? Man. Rebels. That's like the most high voice you've ever thrown out there. Like the most... like Continuous high voice. I mean, that, that was going full falsetto or whatever it's called. Right yeah. Up in this shit. So, wow. I, I see it happen and I'm just like, all right. Okay. Because we've been wanting Finley to do something. We've been expecting it. I'm beating that dead that joke like a dead horse. But uh, I, I'm into it. And then I, I messaged you, like, I don't know, before the New Japan Cup even started. I'm like, does Finley win this? And then he came out with Gator. And like, oh yeah, Finley's winning the whole tournament, isn't he? Or he's going to be in the finals at least. Because why would you do this? This is a big deal. Like, what? You know, doesn't have to win the title, but you know, this is this is a big deal. It's a big start. And then the match happens, and I fucking loved it. I loved it. This is, and pe- people online are also going to be like, even even I said, like, look, I wish 
Tomohiro Ishii had won a tournament. Of course I do. He's one of my boys. That time has passed, and it pains me to say, but it has. It's not going to happen, everyone. Plus, Okada's the champion. Like, that's generally how it goes. So why is Ishii the perfect choice to lose to Finley? It's because Ishii is a great showcase for talent. Also, this is a great showcase to show this new Finley and what this new Finley is all about and what he does. Ishii takes a lot of punishment and kicks out a lot, which means Finley's got to pull out all these really kind of different combinations, different moves and sources of violence and stuff in order to kind of overcome Ishii and show what he has. Well, plus, plus, who who was the thorn in Jay's side always? It was always Ishii, and he used to lose to him all the time, right? All the time. So Ishii, this is just to show that David Finley's already accomplished the thing that Jay White had trouble with. Yeah, you there know, you go, boom. Good. I thought this was freaking... See, I didn't even think about that point. I thought there were all these other things, and you bring that to the table, I'm like, that even... Now this makes even more it's sense. Really, like, this is very effective. Want. This match is just tremendously effective. I get it. If you don't like David Finley, that's fine. You know, maybe that's why you don't like this segment or whatever. But this is really good pro wrestling as far as like it's effective. It's done properly. I mean, this is I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this. I think this not only that you'll get to it. But I mean, as you said before, even I think you mentioned that this showcases him in his new shit. Like very well, and it's great. I don't know. I don't know what you, what's not to like about this. Yeah. I yeah. I that I just saw some of those takes, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. If you are you guys watching the same thing I am, because I think this rules. And then the match happens, and I'm like, I think this rules even more. This match, I'm, I'm you know, I'm gonna give it a bit of a stamp. It's kind of it's never as fun. I really like this. There's a. Did you see the Canadian spear? They used, I like did. Finley spears Ishii right <laughs> through the ropes, and I just wrote Canadian spear. Andy's gonna love that shit. Yeah. These men go hard and stiff. I can strike, and it's not like a perfectly wrestled match. And I don't want matches to be necessarily wrestled perfectly. I like them to look a little rough as guts too. And that's what this is. He's a Finley. That's what you want from a Finley, isn't it? Someone who's just going to fucking... St- and he steps up to Ishii this fucking... Oh, you headbutting me? I'm going to headbutt you back. Oh, and I, I don't even have notes on all spots. It's just like... It's fantastic. Amazing reversals. Uh, there's a move where um, Finley has Ishii up. And there's a bit of wobbling there. But they steady themselves. Boom, hit the move. And I'm like, I liked that. Like, maybe it wasn't planned that way, but... I don't know. It just gave it this extra sense of urgency for me. And I, I just, man, this is what you do. Like, Shooter should have had a good opponent, and in, in maybe not exactly Ishii, but an Ishii opponent for his first Usually become Pan Cup match too. But I, I was just all in on this. Like, I had a great time. I saw something new. Uh, and I don't know. What do people want? Finley wins with the Trash Panda. And then Goto puts him over even more. We need a rebel. Here's the rebel. And I, this just worked for me. What better way to do this, too? On a free show, more people are going to watch because there's more people not subscribed than subscribed. So, you know, there is that, unfortunately. And it's the anniversary. So it's a, probably an easy show to always remember and always find. Ah, oh, this happened on the 51st anniversary, this thing. And... And all that, ah, this was just right up my alley and it worked because I've 
kind of been in Team David Finley ever since his G1 run last year. And the commentators even bring that up. Like, this ain't the Finley, you guys. Do you guys remember? He has got wins over Shingo and Will Ospreay, et cetera, et cetera. Like, mm-hmm. they've built him up. They've given him some big wins in the past. He's got a big win here. He's in Bullet Club. <laughs> I've talked about this enough. I loved it. What do you think? I thought, I really like this. Like I said before, I think it was just really effective, and I thought the match was really good. I didn't see any problems here at all. But uh, I did see one thing that was kind of funny. I heard it anyway. It's a commentary. They keep being like, oh, he's put on all that muscle. They look exactly the same. <laughs> they just keep saying, oh, he's, I actually he's much thought he looked bigger a little, now. So. I actually thought he looked a little bit um, more toned and uh, kind of wiry rather than bigger. Maybe a bit more muscle, but not necessarily muscle in a way that makes him look like, I don't know, like a Brian Cage or anything, yeah, you know? I don't know. I thought he looked exactly the same. So <laughs> I was like, I was just laughing because I kept saying it. And I was like, mm, all right, because I wasn't paying attention or something. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought the one thing about this match, too, is it was real long. I don't know how long it was, but it was long, you know? And the, these New Japan Cup matches are really getting some good time to actually accomplish some things. And we've seen how that's worked out so far, just having – two of them on a show or in this, you know, in, in most cases, that's hopefully how it'll stay, but we know that's not how it'll be. At one point they'll have five tag matches and five fucking tournament matches on one show. They oh, always yeah. do. But, uh, but anyway, all right, Luke, here we are. I, I also like Gato went out with him and Gato was wearing the rebel shirt. He wasn't wearing the, the fucking, you know, Jay white shirt underneath there. So that's, I don't know. I thought it was well wrestled and everything. All right. I already said that main event, Luke, it's the IWGP heavyweight tag title match, all right? It's Okada and Tanahashi, the dream team, versus Team Fisherman, Yoshihashi, and Goto. And <laughs> this is like, I, I is this match great? Yeah, it's great and everything. It's fine. It's it's very good. Um, but it it's just funny to me because, like, I was more paying attention to the crowd than I was. <laughs> That's the match at some points during this, because this crowd is losing their minds more than they have the whole night. And they are like continuously losing their minds throughout this entire match. They love Team Fisherman and they love Tanahashi, but they love Okada. So they're just like they're beside themselves with happiness. We're just going to cheer everyone. (laughs) What? Yeah. White hot, man. This is insane. So. Fisherman, towards the beginning, they hit Tanahashi with the war drums, and I'm pissed. I'm booing, you know, crowd that they thought it was funny. But then I got even more pissed when Okada has to rescue Tanahashi, like, a bunch of times. And it's like, how? Uh, and then after which, uh, Okada hits a double DDT on both Fishermen on the floor, which is like, <laughs> fuck you, Team Fisherman. Hey, man, I don't like him either, Okada, but I wasn't going to do that to him. But uh, there's like this pattern that happens in the match is that, you know, Okada's hitting drop kicks almost every chance he can get. Like he hits a bunch of drop kicks in this match and it's pretty great. And at one point he won't stop putting the money clip on Goto. <laughs> it truly makes me laugh. Oh, that made me so that made me laugh really hard. So finally Yoshihashi saves Goto. Team Fisherman, they use the power of friendship to overcome Okada and get some of their crappy team moves in. Uh, but there's a big flapjack for a double down and Tanahashi finally gets in again. He has the advantage and he hits a sling blade and counter. Oh, wait, no, he tries a sling blade, but it's countered in the Yushigiroshi 
and then Goto tags in Yoshihashi. So now we got Tanahashi and Yoshihashi in there. Dragon suplex from Yoshihashi, but Tanahashi hits a straight jacket suplex. <laughs> High oh, fly flow. So it's blocked though. And Yoshihashi uses a dragon screw on Tanahashi, but he walks right into a fucking dropkick from Okada. And that part was just awesome. The crowd was like, ah, oh, ah, you know, really cool. <laughs> then they do it. The dream team go to the top. We get a simultaneous high, well, it's one after another, excuse me. It should have been simultaneous, but that's too dangerous. A, uh, uh, you know, one after another, a high elbow or high flying elbow from uh, Okada, then the high fly flow. But Yoshihashi gets the knees up. He just got hit with the elbow. He got his knees up. Come on. And he rolls over for a near fall on uh, on Tanahashi. So uh, we get a booye spot between Yoshihashi and Tanahashi, and it's fucking awesome. The crowd's losing their minds, like I said. Yoshihashi does his stalling bullshit though for a second. But it's a Shoto on Tanahashi, but no, Okada breaks it up. They're all fucked, by the way, at this point. It's like a quadruple down. They're all just in a pile in the fucking, you know, ring, and everybody's exhausted, and the crowd's just like, yeah! It gets, we get this very stiff uh, assisted reverse GTR. Oh, my Okada God. Team Fisherman. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Destroyed him with that. That was awesome. There's a really great near fall from Tanahashi with a roll-up on Yoshihashi. But in the end... It's a different looking Shoto, and Yoshihashi pins the ace. <sighs> I'm sorry, dude. In a universe where Chase Owens pins Tanahashi, get the fuck yeah. out of here. I'm, <laughs> like, if I'm doing my rankings of wrestlers, I've got like Yoshihashi like right up here, and I've got like uh, Chase Owens in the toilet with my poops being flushed in the, in the toilet, and like, and that was a singles matchy one, like. <laughs> but uh you know in a universe where that can happen i don't mind yoshihashi pinning hiroshi tanahashi uh i'm gonna have a different perspective on that on this match because uh i guess i like new japan's uh heavy ultimate underdog because i think uh, new japan's ultimate underdog now for me is how Doki, can but... they be the how can they be the underdog when they're the greatest <gasps> tag team in the world according the... to commentary hey well I, I like this match because it's one thing to be I, – I know it's a big deal to beat FTR at the Dome, and that's really cool. But this is a match where, like, New Japan's top two guys – You're right, yeah. – make Team Bishamon look amazing. Now, FTR did too. That's fine. But this is, like – it's a New Japan match, and these two guys – you know, Tanner probably, if, if Tanner Hashi wanted to, he could be like, I'm not losing to him. Man, what a selfless m- motherfucker. I love the ace. I love him. This match, like, I feel like me and Mr. Price, a uh, friend of the show, are like uh, two of Yoshihashi's biggest fans, even though I probably rag on him <laughs> more than I compliment him. So I found myself kind of on the edge of my seat. And if you want to put me on the edge of my seat in a Yoshihashi tag match, have him be the legal man because he's obviously the most pinnable motherfucker in the ring. <laughs> right? And that gets me every time. Yeah. Every single time. So I'm almost like, oh no, oh no. Because I my theories for this match were, all right, I feel like Bishamon might win. And if they do, Goto's pinning Tana. If they yeah, lose, either Okada or Tanahashi are pinning Yoshihashi. Those were my combos. And 
even though I said, like, I'm going to lose my mind if Yoshihashi wins this match on the Tweety, I didn't think he would. I was like, this is Yoshihashi, and that's, like, the two, like, goats of New Japan. Like, this, it's never going to happen. But I, 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 I lapped this up. I thought this match was really cool. Uh, this is, might be the biggest. I know Yoshihashi, someone informed me on the Tweety that Yoshihashi has beaten Kenny Omega, but I would say beating Hiroshi Tanahashi at the 51st anniversary show is probably, no, it is. I think it's the biggest win of his career. And, you know, fine. It's fine. He never would have happened to Tanner in his prime, but, you know, he's, it, it just works for me. I was into it. I knew Okada wasn't going to pin. It's just like he's such uh, – I'm all over the place because I was just yeah. kind of – I'm kind of gushing here and just really enjoying the moment, I think. I feel like I've seen Okada have great moments and celebrations. I've seen Hiroshi Tanahashi have great moments and celebrations. Unfortunately for both of us, we've both seen Haruki Goto have great moments and celebrations. I know. Terrible. I haven't seen really seen that for Yoshi. This might be the biggest moment he gets, even though he won at the Dome and he's won like two World Tag Leagues and stuff. But – I don't know. This is just something different. It was great. It. I feel like this more than any other match that Bishamon have had cements them big time as not only New Japan's premier Japanese tag team, but they're like they're over, man. It's worked. Whatever yeah, they it's true. did when they put these guys together, whether you like Goto or Yoshihashi, whatever your feelings are on them, I feel like Kevin was kind of right, man. You can't say they're complete stank nuggets. It's worked. The crowd likes them. I liked them. And I don't know, it's just, it put a big smile on my face. Uh, I managed not to scream out loud and wake charity up this time. Uh, you know, because I, I probably did, I definitely did when uh, Sonata beat Tai Chi. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I, I, I was always going to dig this more than you, but uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it as well. Uh, yeah, just a, a really good time. Well, traditionally, the, you know, anniversary show is kind of a fun show. So I in no way, shape or form thought that fishermen were going to lose. There's no way they were going to lose. Like, typically, that's, you know, in the past, it's been fun matchups. Like we said before, the heavyweight champion versus the junior champion. They're not, you know, it's not for titles, obviously. You know, uh, that's the time that. Uh, one of the best anniversary show matches ever. I know this sounds silly, but it's so fucking awesome. Is Captain New Japan versus Okada for the title? It's amazing. <laughs> and there's like a lot of fun shit like that on the anniversary shows. And so I usually they're at Kurgan Hall. So I guess they sold out Kurgan Hall that night before. They're like, we'll move on to a bigger place. Um, I hope they move back to Kurgan Hall for that show because that crowd loves it. But man, I love that Oda City crowd too. They were awesome. And this match told a really cool story. And the story was, in singles, Okada and Tanahashi, I whoop these two guys' asses every time. Almost every time, right? That's yeah. and But the story here is, all right, you can whoop our asses one-on-one. But we, we, got our, we got each other's backs in a way you guys don't have each other's backs. And that's going to be the thing that fucking sets us apart and helps us triumph. Like, I even really like this, the simple spot of Yoshihashi just hugging Tanahashi at the ropes because he knew Goto was going to, going to come and just clobber Tanahashi in the back. It was nice. I liked it. It was good. It's And, it, you know, Okada and Tana, they they can lose, and it doesn't affect them at all. No. But this does big I mean, things for Bishamon. 
Yeah, that's awful nice of the ace, but uh, yeah. but yeah, well, Luke, we ha- we have something interesting coming up. So next uh, next show, I guess, is in two days. I guess it's on the eighth. I guess Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, they're going back to the big palette. Which, if you want to know what the big palette is, you got to tune in to our next episode to find out all about that. The Fukushima big palette's a cool deal. So, anyway, but we have to look forward to the Mark Davis uh, Donkzilla versus Toriano match. And then the main event is Rey Narita versus Evil. So, that's the next show we'll be covering. And that sounds like that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. And then then, then is Friday, Saturday, Sunday as well. Uh, we'll well, I want yeah. to go through. All the cards, but yeah. Tournament mode, man. It's definitely tournament mode, mate. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I, I New Japan's, uh, they're starting to fire on all cylinders, and it's, it's really hitting for me. I'm, I'm su- yeah, I'm just super excited about my fucking New Japan, which is good because <laughs> I think it makes our podcast better too. <laughs> it does. You know, which you know. It, it, I feel like we've always been kind of decent, but you know, when 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 a product is good, I feel like a show, a podcast show, is better because the, then the fans are more excited to talk about it. You know? I don't know when when it's really bad. Sometimes that's awesome too, but <laughs> New Japan's really really bad. But uh, you know what's been sometimes really bad, but mostly really good, Luke. Wrestler Diaries. Yes, my friend. <laughs> So Jay, a friend of the show, has been uh, sending us a wrestler diaries. You have to be a member of uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Fan Club thing. And I, we're not. Uh, we, I think Miss Sandy has spent enough time with New Japan. So, uh, <laughs> But Jay is nice enough to have access to this, and she'll send us like a, a random diary entry from one of the, the wrestlers who do those things. We've done Wato, Yo. Uh, Hiroki Goto, uh, Katamaru, and one other one that I'm totally Wato. blanking on. No, I said Wato first. But uh, sorry, yeah, but easy got, to forget. Uh, and I think Katamaru, who's like going to fire on something with a Molotov, but yeah, <laughs> not really. <laughs> well, today, well, we're going to read out a diary entry that was sent to us. By the Holy Emperor himself. So this is kind of like scripture, yes. right? Yeah. It's Tai Chi. And uh, it is another one of those ones where, hey, it's done in a very talky way, which uh, which helps us. And it's, oh, wow, this is going to be a fun time. So it's dated February 18th, 2023. It's called, uh, it's episode 145 titled Love That Watches Over Love, Life. Mm-hmm. So it's a little Englishy, but who cares? We love we love us some Tai Chi. It is a two-hander. So uh, what I want to ask you, Mr. Guy, is do you want to be this gentleman named or lady? I don't know. Uh, o- o- Okamoto, o- Okamoto, or do you want to be Tai Chi? Well, I mean, if when faced with the question, I don't care who the other person is. It's like, do you want to be bleh, or do you want to be Tai Chi? I All want right. to. Be Tai Chi, like I, this is a true statement. I, I thought that was a bit of a no-brainer, but you know, it's always good to ask first. So, with without uh, further ado, because uh, Okamoto does start this off. I, uh, all right, here we go. February 18, 2023. Okamoto. 
Taiji-san, thank you for your time today. After your match in Sapporo, you are off until the start of the New Japan Cup. Your first round match will be against Sonata. How do you feel about that? I just like to say this, that we can, uh, I just I feel like I'm really destined to fight Sonata <laughs> again. It's our destiny to do it again. I see. I think that this upcoming tournament will greatly affect the fortunes of just four guys. So I have very high expectations for it. Anyway, you you have had about a month off ahead of your first round match. How are you managing your physical condition? I'm not working out at all. I'm too busy with YouTube these days, especially this month. I'm taking advantage of this time off to experiment with like a few things. For example, I did a patch of slot stream with Taka and I saw a live stream with Uncle Nobu for the first time. I, I kind of just a I kind of want now I want a Goto sauna live stream. That's going to be wild. But uh, <laughs> I, you are you really are a proper YouTuber now. Well, is that so? Didn't I say I was going to do dual spec and YouTube and pro wrestler when I don't have a match? Doesn't make sense that I focus on my YouTube career. You're really going for it. Also, starting today at 1530, it will be New Japan SS Challenge. I probably won't succeed. Why does SS guys always use me to promote their stuff? He means Strong Spirits, not the other SS. Yeah. <laughs> I knew what he meant. <laughs> uh, because you, you work for New Japan and you're the perfect person to do Anyway, sounds tough, but actually, it seems pretty fun too. Please be careful not to get too burned out, both physically and mentally. Don't worry, I'm prepared for it. Even if I run out of ideas for what to do on a stream, I have a backup plan. Something will really make a buzz. Is that so? If you're that confident about it, why not do it already? That's right! Let's get this stream trending right away! Hey, Okimoto! Let's go eat conveyor belt sushi. And please don't tell me your Taichi and Akimoto's reputation go up in flames after posting a video of themselves doing something unreasonable at a train belt sushi uh, <laughs> restaurant. They were made social media pariahs. This is a reference to a recent news story in Japan. <laughs> Explain the joke. So I just, <laughs> I just always picture that Taichi doesn't care so much that he won't even speak loud enough for people to hear him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm really loving these diaries and uh oh man and I, I guess like every week i used to be like there's not even about wrestling anymore and they're actually diaries there's also links in this diary to like i guess wait is uh, i hope they're strong spirits one wait is one of these the sauna live stream what are they doing there for the sauna live stream do they play strong I spirits as well or? I bet you it's a video of them doing unspeakable acts at the conveyor belt sushi store. <laughs> we don't know why it's still up on YouTube, but it's still there. You know, it's just, I guess he's making money off it. So. <laughs> hey, controversy creates cash. Isn't that what we're told, I guess? But uh, yeah. Only it no? think that. But yeah, uh, well, yeah. This man, I'll tell you what, when it comes to Tai Chi, I know this isn't going to happen. And I know that's like 
you know, it's it's just foregone conclusion. But when he came out for the Sonata match, I just thought for a second Miho was going to come out with him. I don't know why. I was like, oh, well, no. She's gone. They've already made the Just Four Guys t-shirt. They're not going to be called it uh, Just Four Guys uh, and One Lady. I don't know. Well, Miho wasn't Miho in too. the – she wasn't on the Techers t-shirt, you know? So. Nah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! So there we go, Mr. Mr. Guy. That is our first uh, two shows of the New Japan Cup. I know one was the 50th anniversary, but it had New Japan Cup matches in it, so it counts. And I, I'm excited. This is a, it's a great time. It's uh, it's tournament season, and not yeah. long after this tournament, we're probably going to get best of the Super Juniors. Is that back at back to normal? I hope so. I we'll see. I mean, and if you're like kind of a newish listener to us. We don't like have a schedule for shows. We just kind of like do them when we have time in between the shows. So like we during tournament season, we might have three episodes a week. I don't we might have one every week. It just depends on how everything goes. So we just kind of go with the flow and it always seems to work out. So expect lots of episodes from us during tournament season. Yeah, it always balances out, you know, because then New Japan will be off for a few weeks and then we might do another realm here and there. And that's about it. So. Yeah, new listeners, uh, it, 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 when there's a flood of New Japan wrestling, there's going to be a flood of podcasts. And we have lives too, so we, we get in where we fit in, definitely. And uh, I feel like I'm feeling pretty good. New Japan's back. It's pretty awesome. And uh, unless Mr. Guy has anything he'd like to add, any more Hanari tweets, uh, in, in Gato we trust. 